Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Best of Five. I nailed the intro. Way to go, me. I'm getting better at this. Good job, man. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Uh, it's, it's why we pay me the no bucks. Uh, my name is Elon, and we got an episode for you today, this week, starting today, this week. Uh, and I'm joined, as always, by my cohorts, uh, John Velociraptor Guerrero. I like the rolly R's. And then Steve Ace King, main squeeze offsuit jerk over there. What up? I don't know what this is. I don't know what this is. It's like not quite money. It's like give me all the adulation, but I don't deserve adulation. You know who so does? Know. You know who does deserve adulation, Steve? Uh, Die by Sword, Space Dive, and Trevzor all resubscribing as the show has been starting. Thank you, fellas. Thank Good to you see you all for the support. Yes, always an honor and a pleasure. This week on the show, we're going to talk about this supposed Street Fighter Five netcode. We're going to talk about. Apparently, a voice actor decided to say, hey, there's a versus game coming out. And then he said, no, there's not. Wink. Uh, <laughs> Hungrybox really wants Nintendo to do something about Street Fighter. Who dat? All right, Thank me thanks. for supporting me. <laughs> thanks, Steve, for supporting the show. Uh, and then we got some event announcements. We got some uh, block ran your way. We got some questions of the day. We got a bunch of other stuff. But before we get to all of that, Steve, want to hit us? Recap time. Want to hit it? Want to hit us with that old recap? I'm not gonna do that ever again. I think you should. I think the one thing this show has been lacking is uh, bass drops and air horn. (laughs) We used to have those, and everybody hated them. Well, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you need to establish it, then let it go away so everyone misses it for a while. And when it comes back, it's officially nostalgia. That's how it works. That makes total sense. It does. Bring uh... back the air horn and let's see if we can't either double our viewership or get rid of everyone. <laughs> there will be no in-between. No, one's happening. Okay, well then let me go ahead and scratch this Next conversation time. off of the plate. And ask Steve to go ahead with the recap. <laughs> All right. Uh, we had a big, if you're a Smash fan, Sorry. pretty big weekend for you. How dare you, you monster, going early. Spoiling my results. <laughs> uh, Smash Summit 9 was this weekend. There were a lot of shenanigans involved. Uh, there was a swag tournament where the winner was determined by Twitch chat based of, based on how hard the players swag. Uh that was won by Axe. You had AMSA winning the Sammy bracket, which was like one stock best of nine sets. But the main event, the main tournament, was taken by Hungrybox, uh, winning his third summit title, holding up in the grand final. Uh, see, in a bit of a surprise, Leffen tied for ninth. Uh, he says he's going to continue to play. He, he wants to pull out some stronger performances and 2020 so we'll see uh how that goes uh on the more traditional fgc side of things we had anime ascension go down in irvine this past before we get to anime ascension i'm sorry steve but we have to thank tinja for subscribing for three months in a row thank you tinja 
Much appreciated. I, I'm cool. I'm cool stopping for Tinja. Thank you. Yes. Uh, I think we all are. And yes. So what we have anti airs. I thought every, every time I saw somebody put like AA when they were talking about stuff, I thought they were talking about anti airs. Just me? Okay. Just you. Anyway, here you go. All right. Anime Ascension uh, took place this past weekend. Uh, it was headlined surprisingly. Uh, well, maybe not surprisingly, but it's not a game you see get the spotlight very often. Blaze Blue Central Fiction was the main event of Sunday. Uh, Elyon won that uh, to go along with their singles title win in uh, cross tag. So double dip of Blaze Blue there. Uh, beautiful Dude winning uh, Guilty Gear Accent Core. GC Yoshi winning in uh, Exerd singles. Uh, Gen D getting the Sam Show title. Red Blade pulling the double as well, uh, winning the, the Eunice title in singles, as well as being part of pretty strong three three uh, B three team there. So, and that's really going to be the last hurrah for Eunice because we've got uh, uh, Uniclear coming. Oh yeah, that's what like two weeks. One week? Uh, that should be this week. Oh, dang. If I remember correctly. Uh, thir- Thursday, if I remember correctly. Also, uh, but we've... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. I was just going to say, I don't like that guy that won Central Fiction and Cross Tag Battle singles name. It's too fine. Well, you got to either change your name or you got to get so good at, at Blaze Blue that you <sighs> beat them so that you're the prime Ilion. Look. Who's older, me or him? Probably me, because I'm old. So therefore, so you find your keepers. You find your keepers. I found it first. Uh, oh, Uni- uh, Uniclear comes out Thursday. So there you go, everybody. Yeah. So, and we've got uh, uh, Dreamhack oh, this geez. weekend, okay. which is going to be one of the big uh, first big. Uh, Uniclear tournaments. Uh, Wait, we'll, and we'll, we'll show that off. Okay, but hold on. Now, Blue is saying, yes, I'm a lot older. Okay, what does that mean? I'm not that old. Fucking relax over there. Wise. Fucking how relax over there. Develop the sleuthing skills that you have. Fucking how old? Okay, how old do you experience. people think I am? You people. Yes. Oh, I know you're not talking to me. I, I, I see a guess of 18 and a guess of 45. It's, those are both right. <laughs> I thought it was 18 plus 45. I'm at least 700. I'm as old as Leroy. How old is Leroy? Anyway. <laughs> right, I'm going to guess. Right, what's hilarious 30. is there's been one guess that's been in the ballpark. <laughs> 69? <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. No, what is it? What is it? Nice. Uh, I'm not going to say. Y'all have to figure Where it out. Where were you born? I'm not going to tell you. What an unentertaining ending. You're making this show not entertaining, Alon. You, you got to give the people what they want. Yeah, well, you know who's always not entertaining? Looking at your phone. I'm with the chat. That's where I get the chat. Look, right John, you could be with the chat on your phone, or you could be with the chat right here. Because that's I'm, this, I'm this is the important. All right, let's just keep going. We're this is the important. No, fuck you, John. All right, what's next, Steve? <laughs> uh, well, there was one other event that took place this weekend it, it, it made me feel a particular way uh the nba slam dunk contest that was part of all-star right. weekend that oh my my boy eric gordon got fucking robbed 
right? I need you to understand two things. One, Derek Jones did very well. But two, Eric Gordon got fucking robbed. Dwayne Wade, you know what you did. We all know what you did. We saw you kind of turn away and walk away from the stage as those final numbers were coming up. You know the fix was in. You know what's up. You planned it. You're the mastermind. Take responsibility and apologize to Aaron Gordon. <laughs> and left and got night. That was great. I didn't. I didn't. That was great. Oh. That was much more entertaining than whatever Alon just did. Which is much more entertaining than anything you'll ever do. Got me. What's next for this future coming up, Steve? Uh, well, we've got a few we- uh, events coming up this weekend. If you're a Smash fan, you've got Frostbite 2020. The stream should be announced. Uh, if they haven't been announced by now, they should be announced tonight. Uh, DreamHack Anaheim uh, is going down this weekend. The fighting games are going to be on DreamHack's Fighters and DreamHack Smash. And actually, Juked.gg uh, has a list of all of the streams taking place this weekend for that. Is, is this the but, first DreamHack Anaheim? I thought there was one last year. Maybe. Okay. Um, and then uh, Winter Brawl 3D oh, is also this weekend. will be announced very also, soon. Also known as the tournament that got shafted by everybody. <laughs> Shaft. I'm being, I'm being told that uh, for Frostbite, it, uh, it will be VG Bootcamp and Shi Gaming. Or Shy Gaming. Okay. S-H-I. Dope. Uh, cool. And do, do Eric have... Gordon got robbed. He got fucking robbed. He did. Yeah. You know, he's gonna have an aneurysm. Greatest dunks I've seen in a contest in years. He got fucking robbed. They were handed out fifties like candy. It was it, collusion. I'm calling collusion. You know. You know who else colluded? I can't disagree with your passion. You know who else colluded? Who else? Uh, Brian Hanford. Oh, yes. Brian Hanford so this... colluded. Go ahead, Steve. I just wanted to say he colluded one more time. Well, he, he may have colluded. He may have been, uh, gotten to by the cap cops. So this has been hmm. uh, this has been a nice little story over the past few days. Uh, on Saturday, Brian Hanford, who he has worked at Capcom as a voice actor. He voiced uh, V in Devil May Cry 5. He tweeted out uh, something that caught a, a lot of attention in the FGC. Quote, absolutely pumped for the next hashtag Capcom versus game. New characters, but they could be very familiar. Hmm. <laughs> FGC lost its mind. Oh, yeah. Uh, and and then uh, the next day, Brian offered what he says was clarification, uh, quote, <laughs> tweeting the original tweet and saying, quote, let me be 100% clear. I have no knowledge of any new Capcom games or the potential of what any of their games may entail. The tweet was about me being a big fan and seeing an Instagram ad about Capcom characters. Again, please understand I am in no way teasing or revealing info, end quote. This comes down to two possibilities, and I want to know what both of you guys, and the chat if you want to let me know as well, think 
it's either that this guy is really dumb or he's ballsy as all hell and like putting and he's a genius he's either really dumb or he's a genius and i'm leaning towards really dumb but if he's a genius then we also have well no i mean both situations or scenarios could be that we do have another mvc on the way look i think he's just dumb all right let's let's dissect this a little bit all right first of all this is the first tweet he sent out this was on february 15th which was saturday as steve said specifically mentions capcom versus doesn't say what right new characters but could be very familiar what does that mean functions of the old characters is what it means I, I, please just like magneto but isn't magneto here is my thoughts on versus series and i've had this thought for a while even before these these tweets I feel that if and when Capcom returns to the Versus series, it's going to be Capcom versus Capcom, especially when you consider two things. One, the struggles that they've had dealing with uh, Marvel, licensing the limited, uh, the limiting of the characters they can and can't use, uh, the fact that those characters had to fall under very specific parameters, mm-hmm. um, and... The other thing, and I wish Mike was here for this. Uh, we, I believe he'll be here later tonight. But the success of Tepit, I feel mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. that game and how well that is done has shown that there is a passion and love for Capcom's properties, for Capcom's characters. So they can go deep into their own well and not have to worry about dragging in anyone, anyone else's work, having to deal with any licensing, having to deal with, oh, you know, after three years, we can't do anything with this game because that's how long the contract went. I truly feel like if there's going to... I, there will be a new game at some point, mm-hmm. and it will be Capcom versus Capcom. Cool. Now, let's break this so down. You, what do you think of his tweet, then? Why is he just a dumb fan that doesn't realize who he is in relation to the community and how this tweet... <laughs> Maybe I'm being too... But here's but you know the, what? here it was, just a, it was just a dumb move. Here's here, here, go ahead. Here's what I think. Th- this was my first gut reaction, and I think it's still my gut reaction even after the second tweet. Look, let's break this down even further. Absolutely pumped for the next Capcom versus game. New characters, but could be very familiar. So this means he has seen the game, and it looks familiar to a past Capcom versus game, right? That means, in my assumption that V, his character from Devil May Cry, is in this game, and it is a game that is already taking shape, and they're probably just recording it. Uh, Let's take a look at the second tweet, shall we? Let me be 100% clear. I have no knowledge of any Capcom games or the potential of what any of their games may entail. Now, that is exactly what my assumption was, which means that I believe that that's kind of like a, oh, just kidding, right? Uh... This tweet was about me being a big Capcom fan and seeing an Instagram ad about Capcom characters. Have any of you seen an Instagram ad about Capcom characters? I'm not on the gram. Me neither. So I'm not either. I have one, but I haven't been on. Like almost, I've never posted anything. Yeah, what the fuck ad is he talking about? It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Okay, 
Well, I mean, maybe you can't you can't conclude it. But like, Steve, do you think this guy's posting as a fan? See, here's the thing. I've kind of went back and forth on this. I feel like if this was a legit leak, if this was something that he let slip before he was supposed to, he would someone would have told him to delete the original tweet, and that's still up. So I don't know how it goes. I, I, I don't. I don't think Capcom would let that stand if that was a legit something that could legitimately break an NDA. So I do feel it's a mistake or it's a mistaken tweet. Mm-hmm. However, I do think that Capcom is going to have some, a, a versus game coming down the pipe sooner or later, and I do think that it will happen before Street Fighter Six. What if he's pissed because Capcom didn't invite him or have his characters in the game, but he knows about it, so he's kind of shitting on their parade, leaking their stuff? That would be some fifth-level deep state stuff. That's the story. If if his characters, or if he isn't the one voicing the characters, this was legit, and it was, uh, and and Brian Hanford's a genius. So somebody else brings up a point that I had not thought about earlier and actually seems very valid uh what if he just voiced v in teppen and thought it was a versus game it would strike me as very strange as you're working on a project and not knowing which project you're working hey man sometimes that's how productions go you're working on untitled commercial number six and you just show up and the director says all right walk left that's all I you suppose do. it's a possibility, but I would rank that very, uh, very far down on the possibility chain. Occam's Razor would say no. Let me throw out another uh, aspect to this. There is, you know, that when the Evo lineup comes out, mm-hmm. you know that there's a lot of communication between these publishers, between these developers, and Evo. Mm-hmm. So very, you know, they're not just naming these titles out on a whim. Mm-hmm. Do do you think that maybe it's just a coincidence that Evo decides to have a Marvel versus tournament, and they choose a game that's beloved in the series? You know, not necessarily Infinite. No disrespect to who enjoy Infinite, but the nation it has is kind of iffy. But mm-hmm. They na- they show that game off on have that top eight, and then Capcom decides, hey, this is a perfect opportunity to show off our new Tekken, you know, Capcom versus Tepin or whatever. Yeah. Do you? Th- that would not be a coincidence. So I, I I think there might be a little smoke here. Yeah. No. Look. Uh. I don't think as far as in the realm of the industry we're talking about. I don't believe in coincidences. Like, there have been very, very few times where a coincidence has happened and nothing came of it, right? Where we could just say, oh, it was a coincidence. I I think there's something going on. Maybe maybe an NDA wasn't clear. Maybe this person signed the NDA. The NDA wasn't clear about tweeting. Or maybe this person thought that, you know, people knew already. Which, again, makes me think maybe it's a Teppen thing. But... Uh, trust me when I say, especially with voice acting work, since uh, it can be a thing that's done remotely, 
people get very, very little details on what they're doing. They just get the script. I, I truly look, John. I know you're gonna you're gonna be skeptical. I don't about disagree this. with you. No, I don't. I think this isn't speculation. New characters, but could be very familiar. Yeah. It's like that's not that's not something that it. Yeah. Yeah, and look, I a hopeful fan would say. Yeah, and look, I I've done some voice acting work, and straight up, all it is is like Untitled Project Eight. Here's a script, read it. Here's how you want it, and then you get the feedback, and then you re-record it. Blah 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 until it's done, right? So you can have people who work on a game and not even know they're in the fucking game because they don't know what the name of the project is, right? That's what they do to keep those NDAs down. Okay? Right. But if if they then say something that might potentially violate the NDA. Do you think do you think Capcom wouldn't have someone you know send them a message to say hey you know that project you were working on yeah you kind of you know did something to violate the NDA you might want to take that tweet down you don't think that would have happened what if somebody on Capcom's like well once it's in the internet it's there for real just try writing an apology maybe maybe there was something on the NDA maybe the NDA didn't cover this which given which Capcom's would, I, there's no way given there's Capcom's no history way. you're fumbling. There's no way that they would write an NDA that doesn't cover this specific scenario. This was like basic, basic stuff. So I, my, I, I, I just feel like, I don't know. I, I don't my feel... My heart flops back and forth. You whip your hair back and forth? I whip my hair back and forth. And God this... damn it, that song's going to be stuck in my head today. You're welcome. You and like a hundred other people. Uh, it, it's like part of me goes... The way this is worded, like I was just saying, doesn't sound like a prospective, hopeful anything. It sounds like someone, especially when you capitalize very and end with an ellipses, you're like, that's like a little hinty kind of an approach. But this whole thing, and a couple of the points Steve's making in how the other actors in this would act things out, that doesn't really line up with there actually being a new game in the works, right? I mean, or this being a result of that. So... And I guess that's winning a little bit, but it's just a weird way of putting it together. But I guess it's easier to think that, well, maybe this guy's just a little different or thinks differently when he tweets, and that makes sense to him, but it didn't make sense to me. Is an easier explanation than all of those other things like Capcom uh, uh, not having them take down the uh, the initial tweet, stuff like that. All right. I think that's more likely. So, Here's, What's this dude's Twitter handle? Brian Hanford, or B-R-I Hanford. B R I H A N F O R D. Yeah. All right. Here's what we're gonna do. Let's get some sleuthing done. All right. This is his Twitter account, right? Let's take a look. So this is all the stuff uh, talking about GDC, the Game Developers Conference, talking about film and TV, talking about the World of Warcraft Arena World Championships. Hmm. Talking about NASCAR guns. Uh, Ryan Newman well, fan, Sonic. Huh. There's he does the uh, capitalization thing in every single tweet. So Yeah, but here's the thing. How can you talk about being a fan there's when the only thing I see here is the tweet that got him in trouble? Look how many comments it got. <laughs> uh, compared to everything else, no one gives a shit. It did 972. Yeah, like, look. All he does is talk. Like, he talks about Devil May Cry 5, sure. Talks about AI, Louisville. Uh, here's some stuff about World of Warcraft. There's nothing about Capcom. How can you claim to be a fan of Capcom and not talk this about it? It stirs the pot, you man. You don't but... have to be a fan of Capcom. 
you don't have to tweet like every three or four days to be a fan of Capcom. No, but you wouldn't you... Like something and be quiet about Yeah, it. but wouldn't you agree that the release of Seth would be something that somebody would tweet about if they're a fan of Capcom? Well, maybe he's not a fan of Street Fighter Five. I don't fucking know. We're giving this guy too many fucking... Uh, too many fucking get-out-of-jail-free cards. Plus, he tweeted something about Sonic. I, know, I think that it, that it could go either way at this point, and with what we know, it doesn't give a definitive answer either direction. So we'll take it. It stirred the pot. It's fun. It gives some hope for people that want hope. But at the same time, we just kind of have to go, all right, well, let's see what happens next. Because I don't think there's any way of predicting it through what we have in front of us. Yeah, look, he talks, uh, tweeted about Cristiano Ronaldo, the Tigers, the SEC mascot. How, how deep are we going here? Old school. To the, end of his, school. to the end of his timeline. Look, this is all in February. He tweets a lot. So for somebody that's a fan of Capcom tweeting this much and not talking about Capcom, I smell something fishy. Although he does, he does talk a lot about esports. I will say that. So maybe he's a fan of esports more than he is a fan of Capcom. Oh my god! I don't. What are we doing? <laughs> who? Are, okay, who am I? I'm Raditz. All right. What's the next thing we're going to talk about? Uh, <laughs> what are we talking about? Uh, let me pull up. The, oops, I didn't mean to open up the corrupt Microsoft store. All right. Uh, what's? Oh, <laughs> since we're talking about Capcom and Capcom versus. Uh, and I mentioned it earlier, uh, Champion Edition is out. Seth is out. Uh-oh. Have you guys gotten to play anything? I have not. I've been... Well, this week's been a little eh, mm-hmm. so... John, have you gotten... I've been exploring um, Seth, just not from a trying to play the character point of view, but more so just trying to understand the character, mm-hmm. kind of figure out where uh, where he ranks. Also, with the whole pronouns thing i just wrote an article and did some research on the whole thing and i only say that to say that i'm going to call seth he and uh it's not going to hurt seth's feelings so anyways um but it's it's been a i think the character is pretty good um i i'm i'm hesitant to try to like place them in uh in like any particular category yet but i'm thinking upper upper mid at worst um but uh, it's been the the cool thing about it is that like as you watch everybody exploring Seth, uh, whether it's like you know a Japanese pro or just someone just streaming and you know like a, a an up and comer or something like that and everything in between, a lot of the people that have posted content as they're playing the character are laughing while they're playing the character and uh, and I don't think it's in like disbelief or anything like that. I think it's just been Capcom designed a character that's really fun to play. Mm-hmm. And with these really satisfying multi-hit combos and kind of Dragon Ball Zing teleporting all over the place, and the, his footsies seem pretty strong. He's got some fun stuff to do, and he, of course, absorbing other people's attacks and whatnot is, is fun to screw around with and explore because it's like a different match a little bit every single uh, with every different character. So there's been a lot of excitement surrounding him, and um, and it's been a good look so far. Yep. Look, I have been playing a lot of Seth. And that character, much like Gil, is extremely, extremely fun, right? But there is one thing I did not expect to happen. Uh, And I don't think this has ever happened when it comes to video games in my life. But the absolute amount of giggling I do when I steal Zangief's SPD and then dash SPD on a Zangief, there is nothing else feels like that. Mostly because I also struggle with the Geef matchup. So getting to do that to Geef is like the most cathartic thing I think I have ever uh, gotten to experience when it comes to a video game. It's really game. fun, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's... I think the way that they're... So 
this is complete speculation, right? And it it's speculation also based on history. I think the way they're approaching both Gil and Seth is how they're approaching the next game. Why do I say that? Uh, when we saw Street Fighter 4 ending, we had that Omega mode, and their approach to Omega mode is how they approach Street Fighter 5. So I think this is kind of their way of like testing In the waters. Because I, I don't fully disagree there. I think there's a lot that translated, and it felt like I would say Omega mode was like a testing bed yeah. for some of the ideas of Street Fighter 5. Yeah, that's but I don't exactly know that what I mean. necessarily played like Street Fighter 5. Well, that's what I mean. Uh, okay, so like as a testing bed. Yes. Like for okay. example, like uh Ibuki's Kunai I think is like the biggest hint at like how Ibuki came to be a character in Street Fighter V. In Omega mode, she had the standing kunai where you could throw it. Uh in addition to all her other kunais. Uh but that was kind of the the lab, and I mean the lab as in like the science lab, uh to see what would work in a con like it's basically like a concept test. It's like, hey, we're thinking of this kind of move for uh this character what's that gonna look like and then they put it in the game and let people try it out and you know that uh they got the data and then applied it to street fighter 5 i think the way that they're approaching gil where it's very like each combo route is extremely diverse you can choose a billion different paths for how you do your combos that can either be optimal or it can be good for oki or it can be uh good for damage it can be good for space uh uh, spacing, blah, 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 right? So I don't think any other character, maybe with the exception of one or two in Street Fighter V, have that philosophy tied to them. But these two being the Champion Edition characters and having this same philosophy attached to them makes me think that that's where they're going in the future. So specifically, it's going to be more of like the technical choose your own ending to combos and that that's something that you have to really balance and juggle and, and consider uh i guess a little more technicality in the offense yeah is that what you're yeah, yeah. because obviously we're not going to have v triggers or, or mm-hmm. probably v skills back again it'll be something different next yeah. time around yeah but, cause uh, look... but yeah i mean and i think that's a good approach too i yeah. think it's good because it kind of balances things out it makes you think it gives a uh, personal Personal expression, which was clearly yes. a thing at the beginning of this game, people had a problem with it, uh, with there not being enough of it. Now they want to make sure that's potential. So yeah, I, I think it's pretty yes, good. and and I think these characters are extremely fair, right? Like uh, like for example, uh, Seth's big uh, pressuring tool is crouching medium kick into the spinny kick. The light mm-hmm. version of that is minus eight. So if right. somebody figures out how to punish that, that's no longer a pressure tool. Well, you got to do it from a certain distance back, right? And then maybe it depends on the character. Yeah, it depends on the character. If they can reach that far, then great. If not, they dash in, and you can't do anything. Do you know off the top of your head um, if you can do crouching medium kick into the uh, hecatonkeries? Yeah. Yeah, and those are safe because well, uh, minus four. So you minus four. Yeah, so you can um, maybe switch those two poke into the things up to uh to throw people off yes and that's where the mind games are coming from now it's like oh each each different path has its own response but you have to know those responses and then react to them in a specific way to get the response you want um same thing with gil like most of the stuff he does i think there's very little things that he can do where he's super plus and it's all it's mostly like spacing dependent you know but either way uh, that's that's my take on it, and I have been having a blast with Seth. Uh, you know, uh, 
I've made a couple people rage quit just by like using the the suction to steal the move. Like that's my f and I think that's like a perfect answer to like the Street Fighter Five online mindset of people just like whiffing buttons with buffers, where you could just use that move and then it just draws them in. You get their thing and then all of a sudden it's over. You can't just be like hitting buttons like an idiot anymore. Uh, I've been having a lot of fun with that. Right on. So. You mentioned Street Fighter Five Online. Mm -hmm. Do you think that mentality might change? Because while we were having this discussion, is it up? Uh, the the servers went down. Oh, okay. They were taken down for maintenance. Mm -hmm. uh, they are scheduled to come back at in about three and a half hours, so eleven o'clock Eastern, eight p.m. Pacific. And we do believe that once that uh, maintenance is over. Uh, that will include a rollout of the netcode fix yep. that we never thought we'd get. But, oh no, they've grasped the situation. They were not lying. Wait, what did SF5 server? So there's a couple of outcomes here, though, because we don't know what the netcode fix is when they say that. Um, it could be that they're fixing the the effects of the mod that just went out that's making it hard for PlayStation 4 users to uh, participate because the PC users have the mod and that dumps all the lag basically onto the PS4s. But a lot of people are hoping it's more than that. They're hoping that it's something that actually boosts the uh, the experience, the connectivity. The, I guess it means a reduction of lag or, or a reduction of the amount of rollback you experience or... Or is it, like, what, what exactly would a boost to the netcode look like, though? How would that manifest? Is it you get matched up with people faster? Or is it, like, you get matched up with the right people so your connections are better? Um, you know, how much of it depends on individual people's connections versus something that they can do on their end? Like, I don't know how to measure exactly. Yeah, look, the, I think the big fix is just the fact that we've been playing with a broken netcode for four years, right? And that was discovered by Altimore, and that was the basis of the patch that he released. It's... He fixed the one little bug that was wrong with the netcode, and all of a sudden it worked. Even with less than optimal uh, connections, they were still – you could still enjoy the game. Uh, like the fact that we could play – like I've played people from like the, U, uh, the United Arab Emirates online, and it wasn't that bad, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's a – and granted, like I'm privileged in the sense that I have a good internet connection, both download and upload, and the person that the UAE also had that, so – you you can't fix a bad internet connection, but you can at least try to make it as livable as possible, right? And that's, I think, what the big netcode fix, or I think that's what the big network or uh, netcode patch that Altimore released kind of proved that this netcode was supposed to do that, but because of a little thing wrong, it broke. So now, go ahead. What I was going to say is the biggest issue with uh, Altimore's mod mm -hmm. was when you played somebody who didn't have the mod. Yes. So, uh, the, one of the rumors going around is that the patch uh, that comes out tonight is simply applying that globally. So everyone on PS4 would have that. Everyone uh, on PC would have mm -hmm. that. And, you know, if it works, the important thing is if it works then obviously you have a much better experience. And honestly, if that happens, Street Fighter V is, would officially be a great game yeah. at that point. Look, Because that's the one thing that, that the you take a look at all of the knocks that game 
has had over the past, especially over the first two years of its life, they have eventually addressed pretty much every one of them except for this one. And Mm -hmm. now there's a chance that this one might be addressed. Yep. And with all this said, there is one thing that worries me slightly, right? Uh, So why are we thinking that this is going to be the netcode fix that they took the servers down? Because when a couple of days before Champion Edition released, Ono tweeted saying, hey, we're looking at the netcode. We're going to fix it next week. And it is now officially next week. With that said, I think, and this is just me being cautiously pessimistic, pessimistic, not pessimistic. I think that sounds even worse. Uh, This is me being cautiously pessimistic. I don't think this is the fix. I think this is just regular server maintenance. And because of and because of that tweet, because of the lead up to it, maybe they have something later in the week. I don't think this is it. What else would they be doing? Server because they just they went down for Seth on Friday. Yeah, they they and take it so down. There wasn't they, something that they it, could. They do. take it down once a month to it, do it, server maintenance. He said, here, "Let me pull up the tweet." Uh, thank you for the positive. This is from the twelfth. Thank you for the positive responses on our netcode announcement. Many players are asking about the timing for this, so I can share that the netcode update will happen next week after the server maintenance. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so maybe this after. Is, so this is the server maintenance. Yep, that was. Well, it's this week now, but it was next week, a week ago. Yep, this is the time. It's folks. It's happening. So now here's the thing: are they, are they knocking this out? With the server maintenance? Or is it going to be, we did the server maintenance, now let's get this Neko released? I, 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 this is it. This I want to believe. You, you don't say, here, here's the thing, you don't say you're working on something until you know you have a solution down, coming down the pipe. Mm-hmm. You don't get people's hopes up. Yep. And you don't say, we're going to work on it after we get there. It's ready. It is ready to rock. It is okay. dropping live tonight. Um, also, should mention that uh, Ultra Chen uh, will be streaming the netcode if it drops while they're on the air. Okay. If if the patch drops while it's while they're on the air. Okay. We'll see when it releases. I'm just being cautiously pessimistic. I would love for it to be the new netcode, but you know, just in case it's not, I'm gonna say I told you so. <laughs> uh, uh, but. You know, uh, I think this is a good look on Capcom. Well, I mean, it's not really a good look on Capcom. I take that back. Uh, I think it's a step in the right direction for Capcom. Uh, And especially because they keep uh, emphasizing all the Olympic stuff, all of this crazy shit uh, that they're trying to do for later in the year. I think fixing the netcode was something at the top of the list that was going to help people enjoy this game more. Especially when things like... And a, a semi-Olympic event are being decided online. You want to know something funny? Uh, Street Fighter Amateur League happens, plays out on Tuesday nights, and this is in the middle of it. So yeah, they rescheduled that it. I saw it out this week. Yeah, they, yeah, they did. Yeah, they rescheduled it for next week. Um, now is the Street Fighter Amateur League uh, like a Capcom thing, or is it a? Like something outside it's, of Capcom. It's more or less a Capcom thing. It, it is like the bulk of the organization is being done by local TOs. Mm-hmm. But it is under the Street Fighter League umbrella. Okay. So um, 
And I think that's actually a decent uh, seg into mm-hmm. the announcement that dropped today. Yep. About Street Fighter League. Where is it? Do we have a graph? Oh, there it is. Found it. Yeah. So we're we're getting a third season of the Street Fighter League, which was already confirmed. But the captains of those of the six teams were announced today, and it is an international affair this time around. Uh, you see two Americans in the mix, Punk and Idom. But you have uh, Europe represented as well with Rob Mex, Middle East with Big Bird, and Asia with Oil King and Hot Dog. My boy Hot Dog! <laughs> so what I'm curious about is how the travel schedule is going to take a toll on them. Having to go from their home countries to, to California every single week. It's going to be rough. During, it's going to be so, so rough. Yeah, not to mention Capcom has to foot that bill. It's, I don't know how they're going to do it. It's a lot of plane tickets. Yep. <laughs> uh, also, can I say, I'm going to say something real quick, and I, maybe this is just ignorance on my end, but I honestly had no fucking idea that this amateur S, or uh, Street Fighter League thing had already started. It's because Steve didn't do a recap of it. Well, Steve did a recap of it, and I feel like have I, I haven't seen it mentioned anywhere. I think the only reason I know about it is because I saw a video of somebody winning, and they were, like, filming somebody else playing. Well, what they did, they basically, and when it first started, they announced basically the cities that were part of it. Mm-hmm. So it was all, like, go into your locals. Uh, so it was basically, like, the, the bulk of the season was at the local level. You know, the, yeah. the SoCal or the NorCal team had the NorCal regional mm-hmm. or the NorCal uh, local. Uh, but you wouldn't necessarily be hearing about it if you're in Anchorage, Alaska. Mm-hmm. You'd be hearing about yours through your through the local TOs. Yeah. And only now that it's that we're going to city versus city, are we really getting a big uh, push out of uh, mm-hmm. marketing of it? Hmm. I don't. I wouldn't even call it a push of marketing because I still had no fucking idea about it. Yeah, it's certainly not what they have behind. Yeah, uh, the pro league, yeah. and I, I, I wish that they did more because yeah. I like seeing stuff like this. I like seeing giving people an opportunity to get into the spotlight mm-hmm. uh, that they don't normally get. Yep, and so. look, there's a lot of people that are getting the shit end of the stick with this one. Uh, like, for example, you know, I'm in Austin. I, we didn't get anything, as far as I know. I'm sure Houston got something because Hobby's over there. Of, uh, of cities. Yeah. And I think it's the ones that maybe don't necessarily get uh, all the tournaments. Do we know what cities they were? Yeah. Um, I know wherever you are, John, is one because you were well, bragging actually, about Phoenix, it. Well, actually, it's Phoenix, and I'm in Tucson, but. What's that, like a 10-minute drive? Hour Let me and a half to two hours. Close enough. All right. So. In the in the central region, you have Phoenix, mm-hmm. Cleveland, mm-hmm. Houston, mm-hmm. and Hammond, Louisiana. Okay. In the west, Van Nuys, mm-hmm. San Francisco, mm-hmm. Las Vegas, mm-hmm. Wasilla, Alaska. Mm-hmm. In the southeast, Atlanta, mm-hmm. Tampa, mm-hmm. Miami, mm-hmm. and San Juan. Mm-hmm. 
And in the Northeast, Brooklyn, mm-hmm. Toronto, mm-hmm. Boston, mm-hmm. and Plymouth, Minnesota, which is basically Minneapolis. Yeah, Philly gets shafted again. <laughs> Every time. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, yeah. Uh, I, I guess it's one of those things where they're trying it out and you can't, you know, you can't put everybody on the roller coaster. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's not the... They do the Red Bull, uh, what's it called, where they've been doing those, where they select certain cities. And, yeah, Conquest. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but and everybody knows certain... when those are. <laughs> yeah, well, so this is kind of an interesting thing because uh, there was a moment where not everyone realized that this was going to be an online thing, at least in, I'm talking from my community's point of view. Mm-hmm. And when they did, all of a sudden the excitement for trying to qualify went down, which is kind of understandable because online is what it is, and it certainly isn't. And it feels like there's a sense of like it starts to become invalid in a lot of ways because mm-hmm. of lag, and you're just no no longer exploring is this person better than this person? It's like well, what happens when there's a whole bunch of little asterisks? <laughs> I can never say the word. Um, anyways, we got to play, and we played Louisiana, which is across the damn country. First first uh, set last week, and it was strange, but actually a lot of Arizona showed up in the chat, and. We, this was streamed. Team, yeah, well, the 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 Louisiana guys streamed it, and it was all um, it was on their stuff, and they, we could see them playing. But um, yeah, we were just a hundred percent just in the game. We didn't have a feed or anything like that. But we were all in the chat talking, and it was like going back to one of the majors uh, from a couple of years ago. That was definitely in like a hotel ballroom as opposed to like the Evo ones now, mm-hmm. where uh, like uh, you know the Arizona guys would just be just as annoying as all hell, but all together and, and really rooting and cheering. And it was an entire team beyond those who were just playing. And for whatever reason, like we all knew it's not legit as far as comparing skill levels and trying to find out which team is better at the game because it was ridiculously laggy. Like some matches were better than others, but at the end of the day, it was like, this is laughable. Um, and, and even the stream went down like once or twice too, like on the Louisiana guy's side. So it was like, okay, this is unofficial as hell, but there was a sense of, of camaraderie and, and an entertainment. And it was so much so that people were talking about it afterwards. Like I was getting text messages, people like, this was so much fun. This was ridiculous. And, and it was something. And it feels like, even though online um, doesn't seem to be quite there for us yet, where we can actually do this stuff and, and look at it as competitive, there's something about the way it, um, it, it like the, the teams playing against each other, the communities playing against each other, uh, which you said earlier, Steve, the idea of new people getting a shot in the spotlight and, and the excitement to watch those. It's like it's everything is there except for the meaty center of the Street Fighter thing, but it still somehow kind of works. And I think it plays to an audience, um, and then that might grow with what they're doing here. So mm-hmm. ultimately, it's kind of dumb as far as competitive stuff goes, but there's a little something there. Okay, let me there, ask you this. There, there so. was also, I, I, before I forget, there was also a little bit of controversy with uh, the requirements for getting into the league. Because there was a rule that you had to have fewer than 20 CPT points mm-hmm. from the previous re- year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you'll remember, there there were only like 100 or so players that went out to uh, the regional, the North America regional final. Mm-hmm. So pretty much everyone who didn't go oh. 0-2 got 20 points. Oh. And, and, and they, weren't, uh, they weren't included initially. Uh, they did relent and change the rules so that uh, points from regional finals did not count towards the top. 
supports that. Man, they should have just made it 21 points. I, I, <laughs> but I, I, there's still a few people that get screwed over it with that change as well. So yeah, but let me. Five and got 20. I do have a question, John. With your experience, how many Aztecs did you experience? A lot of Aztecs. Okay. A lot of Aztecs. All right, just wanted to check. Um, yep, so that's uh, Street Fighter Amateur League. Talked about netcode patch. Hopefully that comes out tonight. If that comes out tonight, I'm not leaving my house. Uh, oh, uh, speaking of Street Fighter and stuff, I guess we could talk about this now. Uh, we got some event announcements coming up. And by coming up, I mean we're going to talk about these event announcements because I think they already got announced. Uh, the big one being the one that everybody loved last year and the year before when they did it. Kimono Michi number Triss. Is yes. it coming out? Go for it, Steve. Uh, Kimono Michi was announced uh, yesterday slash today on Daigo Stream. Uh, if you'll remember, this is the long set exhibitions, uh, first to ten, uh, that Daigo has hosted. Uh, these are going to be uh, – it, it's coming back. It's coming back in a new way. Uh, they're actually going to run it in a uh, concert hall. Uh, for the audience. It's going to be a very small, intimate venue. Uh, it will be streamed, uh, assumedly on Daigo the Beast, but mm-hmm. uh, details have not been confirmed. They also announced the lineup of the matches. Uh, and they're doing something a little different this year. Or this time, I should say. So, uh, it's going to kick off with Super Turbo. Um, Kodaken or Kodak, uh, Kotaka Shoten versus Kurahashi. We, uh, do you have the graphic up? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay, I'm looking at the wrong screen. Um, so, yeah, that Super Turbo, obviously a very uh, normal part of Komono Michi. Uh, you've got the main event, which is the first international clash, uh, Punk versus Infectious in Street Fighter The Five. Evo champion himself. The Evo <laughs> champion uh, two very strong players. They called this ultimate offense versus ultimate defense. Mm-hmm. Should be fun. And then it the middle one is a little different. Uh, Battle Garega. This is uh, a shoot 'em up. Mm-hmm. And this is I I I saw uh, Kamui is the world record holder. She has just she absolutely destroys this game. Like I, I in trying to figure out what this was, I watched like a, uh, I skimmed like a forty-five minute video of a run she did at a convention. She broke the the score counter in fifteen minutes. Hmm. It was rolling over into letters. It was ridiculous. Uh, so hmm. if you get, if you get a chance to check that out, definitely do so. It's nuts. Uh, she's gonna do a run live during the. Uh, event, so hell yeah, it's gonna be fun. But yeah, uh, yeah, that that's how they. I think what what is that called? The floating point integer is when you when you run out of numbers to use, you just start using letters that signify something, or yeah. maybe they just don't have a graphic for it, so they're like, ah, throw up a B. Um, yeah, her her record is like in the K. Okay, <laughs> she just absolutely destroys that game. It's it. It has a cool gimmick. It get the better you do, the harder the game gets. Mm-hmm. So as long as you don't die, 
the game gets to insane levels. Like I was watching the the final stage, and it was just absolutely it was inhuman what she was doing. Hell yeah, I'm all for shmups. Uh, but uh, I think my favorite part of what I was looking at before uh, before the show started, I saw the graphic of them talking about the Super Turbo match, and it was like the man who's dedicated his entire life to Super Turbo, Kodaka Shoten, versus the man who dedicated his entire life to Super Turbo, Kurahashi. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, uh, okay. So who did it? Uh, but yeah, uh, Kimono Michi has always gotten very excellent reviews and has always been a blast to watch, so I'm happy it's coming back. Yeah. Uh, next, the other announcement we had is... Uh, Everybody's favorite fighting game, uh, the Smash Summit crossover event, got announced for December. Uh, so, yeah, this was announced during uh, uh, Smash Summit. They will run another Smash Summit this year, and it's actually going to be both Ultimate and Melee. Do we have? So that's the big news. Do We ha- We don't have a graphic for this. Okay. We don't. Okay. Uh, in the same vein, though, somebody in the Smash community reached out with both hands on their knees saying, please, sir, may I have some more? Uh, I didn't mean for that to sound as condescending as it did because I think it's a very great plea. Uh, but Hungrybox uh, came out after winning Smash Summit 9 and decided to ask Nintendo for some fucking help. Right, Steve? He did. Uh, he During his speech for... Uh, after winning, he he basically called Nintendo out and asked for asked for them to give more support to the pro scene. He said, "Quote: If anyone from Nintendo corporate is watching this right now, and if anyone is seeing the amount of excitement these sets can get and everything that goes with it, just give Melee a chance. Even if it's just Ultimate, support the Ultimate scene. Support the Smash scene in general. You have people day in and day out streaming, competing, making content." going to tournaments, and we do it all grassroots. He continues, we have this beyond the summit because they raised money, and that's great. Nintendo, I need to say I love you guys, but you are the only one not putting resources into the scene. Look at Capcom Cup. Look at that celebration. Mm. Look at every other game. Look at Fortnite. This is the step you are missing. If you did that, the culture and appreciation you guys would receive would be bar none unlike anything you've received, end quote. So if all your friends jump off a bridge, would you? <sighs> Nintendo is just in a spot where uh, they're just, they don't have to play the same game that these other fighting game develop, developers do. I mean, this, even with Street Fighter, the, the portion of the pro scene is a small part of the overall Street Fighter Five audience, mm-hmm. but catering to them turns them into basically they will promote your game, they will uh, uh, evangelize your game. I'm evangelize, evangelize. I said it first. Thank you. Um, but you do that, it does turn away uh, some small portion of the crowd that thinks like, okay, this is a ga- game where I have to try hard. For Street Fighter V, that chunk is not huge. Mm-hmm. For for Smash, that chunk is massive because 
the entire player base is massive. So mm-hmm. even a chunk of that is big. Yep. So I still feel like they lose money going supporting the pro scene because in in terms of who they turn away. Mm-hmm. So Nintendo doesn't really have to play this game. Yep. And the other thing too is again I think we have a discussion. Uh, Nintendo, much like Disney, are super careful about how they handle their IP. Right, so this is a decision where it's like, yeah, we can choose. Uh, they can choose to support the scene, but how is that going to affect their outlook or the general population's outlook on Nintendo? Right, because right now you can look at Capcom, and you you don't think of Capcom as like, uh, like a family friendly company, right? Mostly because they have games like you know Devil May Cry and uh, Monster Hunter, Resident and Evil, Resident Evil, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, Nintendo has been delving into like the darker parts of games, as it were, like catering games to an older audience. But at the end of the day, their big bread and butter is catering to a family, uh, the family atmosphere, right? So, yeah, competitive tournaments, I don't think, help them in that vision at all. And they don't have to because, you know, they're fucking everybody knows what Nintendo is. Uh, at least competitive Smash doesn't. You right. Know, they were trying to make uh, Splatoon a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and to some degree, Splatoon is a thing. Yes. But they're fine with that being, you know, their designated eSport. Mm-hmm. Because there, re- there really isn't another audience that they're turning away that they've cultivated for years. Yep. You know, Smash scene... I mean, it, it, even if you look at the Melee community, they've been playing that game for how long at, at this point? 15 years plus? Yeah. yeah. They're set. They ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to be bringing in new faces by by promoting a game that you don't sell on a platform you don't make anymore. Yep. Somebody else brings up a point in the chat. Uh, we heard about headaches that Capcom went through when getting the license to do the Marvel versus Capcom Infinite game. So could you imagine even like beginning to try to make a pro tour happen for Smash where you have to get like a billion companies like okay's to do it. Like they have so many IPs in that fucking game. There's so many moving parts with so many different like companies and programs and games and shit. Like I can I could, just thinking about it is giving me a headache. Like I don't even want to think about it anymore. Do they really have to jump through that many hoops in order to get something like that going? Look what happened to DBZ. Or I Dragon mean, Ball Fighters. Yeah, and that's yeah. not new. Like, Nintendo had to, like, on EVO, uh, they had to, there were rules where they can't play certain stages, uh, certain stage songs due to copyright. Mm-hmm. So, but it is Nintendo. They've got the massive team of lawyers where if they really wanted to do it, it's certainly more feasible than, you know, like French bread doing something like that if they had mm-hmm. a crossover game. Yeah. I just don't think they're going to because I don't think they get enough out of it. Yeah. It's wasted resources to do it. Well, what do you, what about the fact that Smash pros are so damn marketable? Because, like, you, like, have organically had the five gods of Smash happen. And I know there's, like, the five fighting game gods. But those are kind of across different titles, and only the Japanese players. But the the five um, Smash gods are just like just melee players, and then you also had Leffen come in, and, and then there's a handful of others. But like 
the gods get so much attention. Like, those guys are pretty damn famous amongst the crew. And, like, I feel that those can, can be those personalities in Smash, there's enough oomph behind the fandom to really blow those up. And so is there an opportunity there? I mean, maybe not. Like, maybe not worth it opportunity. But that's another part of it that I think that it's a little different than all of the other major fighting game esports situations. It's like, yeah, Bonchan, Daigo and stuff. Like, yeah, they're somewhat they're somewhat marketable for sure and they and they do. But not in the way the Smash guys are. We got like a hot wings or a hot one spin off from um Hungry Bob. Yeah. You know, and, and stuff like that. Uh, I've I've seen Mewtwo King reference just in like everyday uh, I forget where it was. Just like some like YouTube series that had nothing to do with fighting games. So I think they're pretty high up there. Let me bring up this point though. Remember Splice? Sure. Yes. They, they, uh, who, who did they sponsor? They sponsored Champ. F Champ. And Dual Kevin, I think. And I think, did they sponsor Flash as well? Maybe. I'm not sure. But my point is, they backed out of the FGC. Why? We had that giant, uh, press release from the Splice CEO saying, putting all of our eggs in one basket for one person was too much of a risk. Whether they're whether that person is marketable or not, it's very hard to trust one person in the context of running other esports, mind you, because uh, I'm sure Splice had, you know, uh, successful. Oh, hold on, let me switch it over. Bam, uh, Splice had other successful teams, so putting all of their eggs in the basket of uh, FGC, where it's one person and you may or may not get a return depending on just that one. You know, it's too. I think it's too much of a risk. So, uh, I don't see that one player being marketable. Even though, yes, that one player is marketable uh, and they can bring great things. I think it's just too much of a risk to to do, especially when you don't need to. I, there's two things I wanted to point out. One, uh, you just talking about hot hot ones reminds me that they've got a game show premiering tonight. Hot ones or uh, first hot we feast. One, hot hot no, ones. Hot, uh, the other thing is, like, you talk about what they could get out of, you know, Hungrybox and Mewtwo King being so popular. They already get that without spending money. They mm-hmm. already get to, you know, you they already have this massive, massive following for Smash, uh, for Melee, for Ultimate, uh, without having to invest heavily. So I don't know how much more they would get by investing heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, also, computer died on Mike's Mike. side. Okay, well, we're going to look at this loading screen for a while while Mike comes back. Whoops. Oh, no. It all broke. Hold on. All right, we're back. Um, yeah, I don't know. Look, I think at the, the, end of the, the end of the day, Running a business, especially like a giant business, it's all about risk. Damn it. It's all about risk and reward. Uh, so taking an unnecessary risk with not too much of a reward on the horizon is n- not a feasible thing. That's how I see it. Yeah, makes sense. There he is. There he goes. Uh, <laughs> Yay! There he is, and there he goes. (laughs) Uh, What else do we want to talk about? Uh, We talked about Smash Summit. Oh, uh, the other event that got announced is uh, Climax of Night Blackout. 
Yep, they had announced that earlier that it was coming back for season three, but uh, we have dates. It is going to take place November 7th and 8th, presumably in the Atlanta area again. Uh, we'll, we'll get more details of that as they are made available. Yeah. Um, since we're talking about announcements and stuff, let's just keep knocking these out. Uh, what time we got actually speaking of? Oh, we still got time. Uh, uh, we got some uh, players getting picked up. Looks like a new organization is diving into the FGC area, and they picked up a couple of people, a couple of very notable people. Oh, yeah. Some names you may or may not have heard of. And here's uh, Proton Gaming uh, picked up a couple of uh, MK players in Coach Steve and Perfect Legend. They also added Flash and Cool Kid to their Street Fighter ranks. So a uh, chance for those players to get to travel than they have recently, which will be nice to see. Yep. 7,000 Flash. <laughs> That's still not going to die. That's never going to die. Yeah, but it, it is good to see Cool Kid getting picked up, right? I remember there was that big... Uh, oh, shit, he's back. Uh, I remember there was that big uh, drive to get him sponsored uh, when he was either very close to or winning the North America Regional Finals last year, right? Or two years ago, or was it last year? I don't remember. Uh, so it's nice that he got picked up and he gets to play some fighting games. Why have I never heard Flash Detroit before? That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, you've never heard that before? I, I don't no. see how you could have missed that. That was very bad. I know. That's insane. All right. All right. And, uh, Steve, what is this Will to Win? Oh, that's a player getting picked up, right? Uh, yeah. Well, Will to Win is the team. They picked up uh, Scrap Vermillion, one of the top anime players uh, for DBFC, among other games. You see his name pop up a few times on several results screens so the name will be familiar to you if you watch the show yeah uh so congratulations to him uh and congratulations to jabaley for getting free ceo otaku although it looks like they just crossed the c out of ceo otaku so it's eo otaku now <laughs> uh we do have a big uh free agents uh in the anime scene kizzy k uh, okay is no longer part of anu so Kizzy K is out there for any team that wants to pick him up. Yep. And pick him up, you should. And a follow-up to last week's drama with Illusion. Um, if you'll remember, this is the team that formerly sponsored um, uh, God, Lost Soul. Mm-hmm that uh, went basically insane on Twitter. Uh, most of their team left or at least claimed that they were leaving the squad. Mm -hmm. uh, they did say that uh, yesterday that they've got new management, new teams, new players, and new apparel coming down the pipe. That was yesterday. Today they've been taking pot shots at uh, several players, including Sonic Box from the main channel so that mess continues to be a mess cool um speaking of mess, uh look trash talking is cool but where's the line right like you can there's there's friendly banter and then there's just being a dick now what's worse than being a dick is pointing your finger at someone else for being a dick while being a dick yourself that's basically tattletailing 
right? We don't want to do that. So, ladies and gentlemen, your enjoyment, I guess. I guess you could call it enjoyment. Ah, oh, there, there he is. <laughs> oh, thank you, Die by Sword, for I forgot to take it off of this scene. Uh, thank you, Die by Sword, for your gifted sub to Danka. Uh, but for your pleasure, uh, I don't know how to react to this. Uh, this was posted on our group chat, and I, there's a part of me that almost doesn't want to put it up, but there's a bigger part of me that does, so I'm just gonna put it up. All right, here it is, ladies and gentlemen. Your smash talk. Shotgun Raptor Jesus. <laughs> uh, Shotgun Raptor Jesus uh, saying, got third at 49 at Big Blue. Beaver Gallo and Sam, but wasn't a fan of Shane. Kept telling me to kill myself and die slow during our loser's final set. Shane rebuttals saying, so you're just going to leave out the part where you had a picture of my mom and you kept zooming in on her tits? And then he goes, not my fault. She's got big honkers. Oh, so that that's the thing that happened. I don't even. Is right. this on Twitter? That was a Twitter thing. Okay. Oh my God! I so I, I, wow. Yep. Yep. I, I I I did want to talk about you know does if this crosses the line or what crosses the line in terms of trash talk? Because I I I think both of these guys went too. Far. Um, guy A, I, obviously, you know, I am, I'm personally fine with anyone talking shit about how good you are, how good your opponent isn't, you know, dominating all, all of that shit is fine. I have no problem with that. When you talk about, you know, telling a person to kill themselves or something like that, I, I, I feel like that's too much. That's crossing a line. And on the other side. Anytime you bring in somebody else into the fray that isn't part of the FGC, that certainly isn't cool. So, as, as this is stupid, and it's absolutely, and it's childish. absolutely childish. Yes. Do we have? Yes. Do we have? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We yes. Are... yes. My computer is not working, so we're going poverty status. But here we are. Sweet. <laughs> also, there's hell also, echo. There's hell echo. Even better. Okay. That's I whenever mean, uh, we talk, there's an echo. Yes. Okay. I, think... I don't know how to fix. It. Oh, okay. I can plug in headphones. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. Uh, uh, okay, cool. But, uh, but sorry. Sorry. Can't speak while me speaking. I'm meeting. Okay. Meeting, meeting. Great. Thank you. <laughs> uh, look. Remember earlier how we were talking about how Nintendo is very careful about how they look. <laughs> uh. And seeing as this is in a very public space and in a very bizarre look, uh, I can see somebody in Nintendo seeing this and thinking, well, fuck, never mind. Don't want to buy into that. I think Donka's the only one that can share right now. Share what? Because the Echo. Oh, yeah. Wait, is there still Echo? Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Although, it's, this is better. Maybe that's better. Yeah, I think we, I think that's good. Okay, cool. Um, Is it solved? Yes. Problem solved. Uh, but, you know, I, I just think it's funny that we were just talking about how Nintendo ha has no reason to get involved in the Smash scene, and then this happens, and it al almost validates their point. 
Yeah, Danka, we're talking about this. I think you can see the return, right? Uh, so are we talking about honkers or what? Yep. Yeah, yeah, we are. Right there. <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah, that's like one of those things that's almost funny, but it's fucked up and you shouldn't do it. <laughs> yep. So there we go. It's like stupid that you would do it in the first place, but I think it's on the other person that's having it done. Like I'm trying to put myself into their shoes and think if someone had a picture of my mom, it's like, well, yeah, you can get on Facebook just like anybody else and do like zooming in. It's dumb, but I don't think it's very, very threatening. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't give them the satisfaction and the acknowledgement that they're looking for because the only reason they're doing it is to get a rise out of you. This person not only <laughs> went with like the <laughs> highest level threat that they could, but they so they hella got baited. Then they took it online. It's like how th th this was even more successful than the your mom person wanted it to be. Hundred percent victory there. All right, all right. Can we, if we're gonna talk about you know zooming in on pictures of people's moms, can we not use the phrase "getting a rise"? Just, just in general, can we can we avoid that? No, that's a very important part of it. That's, yeah. oh, God. All right, speaking of getting a rise out of people and feeling feelings, I think uh, we should go to our block grab since Naka's here. Right? right. Okay, uh, I don't have the graphic yet, so everybody do it. Three, two, one. <laughs> block grab. All right, today we're going to be block grabbing FGC Valentine cards because Valentine's Day was last Friday. So we're going to start with this first one. It's Daigo, and it says, let me Uma show you a good time. These I sent this all, one to Driftwood. These are all from the Capcom Fighters uh, Twitter oh, there account, you go. by the way. Okay, so. so big thanks to Capcom Fighters for getting these. So uh, we'll start with Danka, because you're on the top left for me. Block grab uh, the Daigo Uma show you a good time. I got to grab this one. I think it's a pretty good... Uh, they could have gone with let Ume show you a good time, but that would have been a little tougher. Would have gotten rid of a word here. Mm -hmm. Hard, hard. I, it could have been done a little better, but overall it was good. I'm okay. going to give it a grab. Soft grab. Cool. Soft grab. Uh, John? Yeah, the pun is fun, and everyone <laughs> loves Daigo. And, I mean, when I first saw this, it definitely got a rise out of me. So I'm going to grab. All right. Steve, did this get a rise out of you? Oh God! Um, if he would have been holding some flowers or something, I I would be all in on this. I I, I just think the pose takes just <laughs> enough away where I, I don't think I can get the reaction I want if I gave this to somebody. So I am gonna block. Well, look, it could be. Let Daigo fight you. Happy Valentine's. No, look, it looks like. <laughs> no, no, no. It looks like he's holding two ice cream, two imaginary ice cream cones. One for him, one for you. You feel me? I, sure, I guess. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let's move on to the next one. Here it is. I find your charm to be quite infectious. Nah. Michael, Donka Schiller, blocker grab. The funniest part about this is, like, infectious. Yep. <laughs> All the, himself, just, you know, overall his, you know, at this point, reputation for being kind of robotic. But it's not it's not good. I don't like it. Alright, so it's safe to say that's a block. Alright, uh what did Efren always call you? Oh Juanello? Blocker grab. I miss Efren. 
Yeah, there's nothing special about this. Uh, Zonga said it, like, and, and his stone face, like, you can see his personality now that, you know, and also I get to meet Infectious at uh, Capcom Cup, and he's a really cool guy, really nice person. Uh, but I feel like I have to put that in there just because we're talking about how he's just so, like, so stone cold and emotionless when he, when he plays. But there's not, like, they should have played on, like, the you're my secret winner or something like that would have been great, you know, but this is just so straightforward and there's not enough payoff to it. So I'm going to block word. Uh, Steve block and or grab. If I'm giving someone a Valentine, I don't want the word infectious, any sort of form of the word infection coming into play. So even though he's cool, I'm going to block in this specific situation. All right, cool. Let's get a couple. We got a couple more here. Here's what's next: is uh, you're phenomenal, Mike. Blocker grab on the phenomenal. Gotta block this one yet again. Just not. It's not. It doesn't really work as a pun when the guy's name is just the word you're using. Yep. Yeah, it's fucking like, stupid. That's not. It's not a pun at all. It's just using his name. Yep. That's called a play on words, not a pun. Although, is it technically a play on word? Yeah, I guess it is. Ah, whatever. Either way, so safe to say, block. Block. All right. I would grab. I, I, Steve I grabs. Think it's, I, I I think it's cool enough where it works. Dude, uh, can you go back to infection? Infection. <laughs> yeah, or whatever it was. The evil winner himself. There could be something about because I always make the stupid joke, like say Happy VD for Valentine's Day. They should have done something with VD and infectious. That would have been good, and that would have gotten grabbed whether you wanted it or not okay now uh, but also block on phenomenal okay great if you get a weird angle of me it's because i'm trying to fix my computer right now okay so. uh, it looks like uh what's that what's that movie ah whatever it doesn't matter uh let's get to the next one uh here we are jb mine happy valentine's day i guess i kind of like the picture like i like the little jb thing but overall kind of weak again. Ume Shoryu is like 30 times better than any of these. Yeah, so Agreed. Alright, uh, Steve, block or grab? I, I, I think the wordplay is not great, but the design is really, really sharp, so I'm gonna have to grab. Yeah, John. I like the design. Yeah. John? It's like the most famous Valentine's Day heart saying, though, is like the B-Bine, I think. So... And and technically, it's like you're using J, JB's name for something else. It's not literally like JB. So, but it is. There's a... another one after this, though. I'm gonna I'm gonna save my grabs, and uh, I'm still gonna block. But it was almost there. Okay. Somebody name is J, and you give that to them. I think that's. I think that's a home run. Uh, it's my second favorite one so far. I'll give you that. Word. Sure. All right. And uh, is this the last one? Uh, this might be the last I, one, if not the second. Yeah, this is the last one. Or second to last one, rather. I'm sorry. Here is... You're always top tier in my heart. And it's got a... It's got a tier list in the background. At least there's a layer to it. I, I, I hate... I hate approving of Justin Wong tier lists. But, man, this, this one is actually really well done. This one is really, really good. I'm going to have to grab. I'm sorry. I feel like they could have been funnier with it. If they're going to go with the Justin Wong tier list thing, it could have been like, 
in S tier is the word you, and in like D tier is everyone else. I don't know. Like they could have done something funnier than this. So I'm still gonna block. Rushed out. I'm gonna take what I can get because we haven't gotten a lot, and so I'm gonna grab this one. All right, and then the last one. Do you want to be my Valentine? And then he's pointing to the wallet. Okay, I'll grab this one. Uh, it, it's it's like good enough. Like it's actually a pun. Do it has like that little heart. I, I it, okay, it's like it's okay. Yet again, Ume Shoryu destroys all of these, but I'll give this the second best. Word. Steve? I got a grab. You know, the, the wallet is smiling, and it's so cute. It is so cute. I, 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 and, I, and I'm a sucker for the do you like me, yes, no, check my box. So that is a grab. <laughs> I like that. I do like that. Yeah. John? I just, like... Knuckledo makes this pun like every ten tweets or something like that. <laughs> anyway, so that's true. I don't know. It's kind of, I mean, it's super obvious, but at the same time, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess, crap. Okay. Yeah, Elon. Yes. I don't know if you can pull it up. I put a tweet in uh, the doc, which has one more. Okay, fine. Hold on. Uh, but while we're pulling this up, I'm going to tell you my block grabs for all these, and I'm going to grab all of them except for JB. Or, I'm sorry, I'm going to block all of them except for JB, uh, because these eSports e poses are not doing anything for me. That's fair. All right, let's get this out here. All right. And this is the one Steve just sent. Uh, you want to learn how to be my fucking Valentine? <laughs> okay, the heart popping out of the jab gives it to me, so there you go. That's a, that's a grab. Easy grab. Cute. That is absolutely. He, Body Novel did a whole series of these. This one, far and away, the best one. Did he? Well, let's see him. Yeah. Uh, if you go, yeah, it it might be easier to go to media. You'll have to scroll down a bit, because he did a whole bunch. Wait. Wait. Wow, this guy tweets a lot. This is the second time in the show that we've scrolled down someone's Twitter. Yep, something about the Sixers. Tier lists. Five. A little farther. A little... Oh, fuck it. I give up. It's not worth it. The joke's gone. You were on February 5th, 14th. Like, you literally made it there. But that's okay. Okay, fine. <laughs> Jeez. You gotta uh, oh, oh fi uh, fighting game love letters. Uh, wait. This is a link to toptier.gg, though. Keep going. Thing. Keep going. Going, going. Like, oh, like, here it is. All I want for you is to hit on me, Valentine. Just to say, hope you hit on me. Uh, being your Valentine would rock. What? Well, being <laughs> your Valentine would really rock. Sorry. Is it possible for like your cat to chew on a cord in such a way that when you try to? your webcam it breaks your computer probably because i th i think that's what happened my days as a lone wolf are over so be mine valentine you know what pretty sure yeah, it could happen uh i wouldn't doubt it uh but there okay. you go uh there are all of your valentine's day cards that you will need for the next decade um
with that said, uh, it is 7.30, so it is time for us to part ways so we can uh, concede the lane to the big lords over at uh, Ultra Chan TV. Before we go, do we need to say anything else? Uh, I don't think so, right? We got everything? I've give, you've given me everything I want to say this week. Okay. John, you got anything left? Nope. GG's. Thanks for watching, everybody. Okay, Mike, anything before we go? I hope my Eric Gordon minutes... was robbed. Wait, hold the light. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, Mike, sorry. I hope the five minutes that I'm on this show today were the best five minutes of your week. It was for me. Thanks, Mike. Uh, and that's been our show. So I'm going to hit the uh, go home I'm button. Sorry. Oh, no, nothing to be sorry about. I'm going to hit the go home button. For everything. We'll stop it. Good night, Canada. Aaron Gordon was robbed Aaron as Gordon, fuck. Aaron Gordon was robbed. Uh, go enjoy Ultra Chin. Tell Ultra David we said hello. Goodbye. <laughs>